copy of the Word of God tonight. Want to turn with us? We'll be in the Gospel of John, chapter number three. The Gospel of John, chapter number three. Tried to pray about the service tonight, and has been one of those weeks again. Seems like they've been more often than not lately. I was really unsure about the service, and then the Lord got to dealing with my heart about this scripture and. Very familiar scripture, I know that I'll read in your hearing, and probably won't say anything that I've or that you've not heard before. And uh, we've actually we looked at it, or it was looked at in the Sunday school hour not long ago, I think. Uh, but this is where my heart is, and my heart's pretty heavy tonight. Been a little while since I've been this heavy about a service and about a message, and so I just want to be sensitive. I don't know what all I'll say or how long I'll be, but I'm going to do my best just to give myself to the Lord and let Him use me and to trust that the Lord will meet with us and help us. I'm very keenly aware of my insufficiency, and I've got to have Him. I need Him tonight, and I wish you'd pray for us that God would help us. Gospel of John, chapter 3. Let's stand together if you found your place and are able to, out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. Again, very familiar Scripture that I'll read, and very familiar account, record, in the Word of God. But I want to begin reading tonight in verse number 1 of the Gospel of John, chapter number 3. The Bible says, There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night, said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof. Canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel? Knowest not these things? Verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, testify that we have seen. Ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, ye believe not. How shall ye believe if I tell you of heavenly things? No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness... Even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Here in the scripture in John's gospel we read about this conversation, this encounter with Nicodemus and the Lord. There's a word in this conversation, this encounter, this record in the word of God that keeps coming up between Nicodemus and the Lord and that is the word born. Jesus says in verse number 3, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus says in verse number 4, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? In verse number 5, Jesus says again, verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. In verse 7 again, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. In verse number 8, he speaks about the wind, and at the end of the verse, He says, so is everyone that is born of the Spirit. And so this word born keeps coming up. And so tonight, if God would help me for just a few minutes and you'd pray for me, I want to preach tonight on the new birth. That's what the Lord is speaking to Nicodemus about, the new birth. Now everything is in the scripture for a reason. I'm just going to try my best just to wait out and preach what God has put on my heart and how he's put it on my heart tonight. But here in the scripture, everything is in here for a reason. It's no coincidence that the Bible records to us that this conversation takes place between none other than Nicodemus and the Lord. The Bible is very specific to tell us. First of all, there are just four things I think in this scripture that the Lord's really worked in my heart today and I want to try my best to give them to you. First of all we see the man the Bible tells us in verse number one there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus a ruler of the Jews and so it is by divine order that God records that this conversation took place between Nicodemus and the Lord now there are some things we're told about Nicodemus I've always heard that when a man's name is mentioned in the word of God it always has significance see this record could have been recorded without us ever knowing Nicodemus' name it could have just said that there was a ruler of the Jews that came to Jesus by night it could have just said there was a Pharisee that came to Jesus by night but the Bible records his name Nicodemus and so I believe tonight that the Lord is telling us in the word of God through the Bible and 
through Nicodemus's name that it's not about our popularity. The word Nicodemus, his name, means having victory among his people. In other words, Nicodemus was a popular man. And I'm afraid in these days that there are many people who are trusting in their popularity to get them into heaven. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about being popular in the world. I'm not necessarily talking tonight about being popular with the center crowd. That's not who Nicodemus was popular with. Nicodemus was popular with the church. And Nicodemus was popular with the religious crowd. He was a Pharisee and a ruler of the Jews. And so Nicodemus was trusting in his popularity. That he was accepted in the brethren. That he was accepted in the church. But I'm going to tell you tonight, being accepted in the brethren and being accepted in the church is not enough to get you into heaven. It doesn't matter how many preachers agree with your doctrine. It doesn't matter how many professions you've made. It doesn't matter how many tears you can work up or how many pats on the back you've received. If all you're trusting in tonight is your popularity, your acceptance among the church, among the brethren, then I'm afraid that's not enough for you to get in tonight. But then it wasn't just his popularity. But we're told about his position. He was a ruler of the Jews. Not only was he popular, but he was high up in the church. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people that are trusting in their position to get them in. But your position ain't good enough. It doesn't matter how many church rows your name is recorded on. It's not good enough. It doesn't matter tonight how many times you've been baptized. It's not good enough. It doesn't matter tonight what title you hold in the church. It's not good enough to get you in. It's not about whether you're a Sunday school teacher or a deacon or a preacher or a preacher's wife or a lay member or a prayer whatever your title. That's what you're trusting in. If that's what you're holding on to, that you have a position in the church or that you have a place in the church, no doubt as a ruler of the Jews, Nicodemus had a place in the church. They probably had a reserved seat that nobody sat there but Nicodemus. But according to the Lord, it wasn't enough to have a place in the church and it wasn't enough to have a position in the church and it wasn't enough to be popular in the church. He told Nicodemus, he had to be born again. And so we see the man. I'm just trying my best tonight to preach this how God put it on my heart. We see the man, but then we see the bust. The Lord said twice, except a man be born again, he cannot. First of all, in verse number three, he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In verse number five, he said, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in verse number seven, he said, marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. So it's, there's no room for debate. There's no getting around it. 
There's no alternative way. Jesus said you must be born again. He said except you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. He said there's not an alternate route for you to take. There's not a card you sign your name on. There's not a letter of recommendation that can be written on your behalf. The Lord said except a man be born again, except a man be born again, he cannot. There's no debate about that. That's not confusion. There's no gray area about it. He said either you're in or you're out. You're not in today and out tomorrow and in the next day. He said either you're born again or you're not. And he said except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So there's a must. And so if you're here tonight and you're trusting in who you are and you're trusting in what you've done, I'm afraid in these days there's a whole lot of people that are trusting in something that they have done. But I'm going to tell you tonight on the authority of the Word of God, salvation is nothing that you have done. Salvation is all of God. You say, well, I went to the altar. Yeah, but you didn't do anything. You say, well, I prayed some prayers. Yeah, but in reality, you didn't do anything. You say, but I shed some tears. But again, you didn't do anything. It was God that did the birthing. It was God that did the saving. It was God that did the drawing. You couldn't even come to the altar of repentance without God working you. You said, but I'm sorry. You couldn't even be sorry without God working on you. The Bible said it's godly sorrow that work of repentance. That word godly means it has its origin with God. And so it's God that makes us sorry. We can't even be sorry enough for our sin without the help of God. And you can't repent without God. And you can't believe without God. Faith is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. If we go to Ephesians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul is not just talking about salvation, but he's also talking about the faith to be saved is not of works it is a gift of God it's not of ourselves it's all of God see people got a big problem with you putting salvation all in God's hand today because that takes all the power out of man we can't write to so and so and put our names in the newspapers and blow up our church. And there's nothing wrong. In the right spirit, I, I brag about what God is doing, but that's the difference. It's about what God is doing in our midst. It's not about me, but mankind wants to have the reins. But the Lord said you can't control it. You can't do anything about it. It's going to have to be God and God alone. And so we see the man, we see the must. But then we see the method. And the Lord's going to tell Nicodemus. Nicodemus is marveling. We could preach about that a minute, I guess, about his marveling. Because the Lord said marvel not. That word marvel means to stop. It means to arrest the attention, to contemplate, to gaze, or to stare at it. It means Nicodemus was trying to logically figure out how he could be born again. That's why he said, can a man enter in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus is trying to figure out what he can do to be born again. But I'm going to tell you, as the Lord told Nicodemus, there ain't nothing you can do. It's going to be all that God does for you to be born again. 
That's right. I know it ain't popular preaching. I know a lot of people don't like it. But salvation, Jonah said, I said it before service, it's of the Lord. It's not half of God and half of man. It's not three-quarter God and one-quarter sinner. It's not half God, a quarter sinner, and a quarter of the church. It's not half God, a quarter of the church, and a quarter of the preacher. It's 100% God or nothing at all. That is right. Because the Lord's going to tell Jesus, uh, the Lord's going to tell Nicodemus what the method is. He said, marvel not. Nicodemus is scratching his head saying, I don't understand. I'm an old man. I've been on this earth a long time. He said, I've seen a lot of things. Now that ain't in there, but it's in there. He said, now Lord, I've seen a lot of things. He said, I know you're a rabbi and a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. I think Nicodemus trusted that what Jesus said would be the truth. And so he expected Jesus to tell him something that he could do. And so Nicodemus is scratching his head and saying, I do not understand. Please explain to me how I can enter in a second time into my mother's womb. How can a man that's grown and of age be born again? Jesus says, wait a minute. He said, that that's born of flesh is flesh. He said, I'm not talking about a physical birth. He said, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And then he says, marvel not. What he's saying is, quit your reasoning, Nicodemus. You're never going to figure it out. You just got to trust me and believe that when I say unto you, you must be born again. And then this is what he says. The method. He says, the wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh or whether it goeth. And then he says these words, so it, now if you mark in your Bible, you ought to underline these two words. The Lord says, so is every one that is born of the Spirit. He said this birth I'm talking about is all common to everybody that's ever been born again. He said they all get it the same way. I'm going to tell you tonight, if you got saved, you got saved the same way I did. And I got saved the same way you did. All our circumstances might be a little different. Our details of the story might be a little different. But when it came time for the transaction, it's like going to the bank to cash a check. You might drive your car and I might drive mine. But when it comes time for the transaction, to take place. It all takes place the same way. I'm telling you tonight, he said so is everyone that is born. So is what? As the wind, everyone is born again. Now what's he saying about this method? How does this take place? Well, I can't really explain it. And that's even what the Lord's saying. I mean, here is the Creator. Here is the one that does the transaction. Here is the one that created the words we speak. And he is telling Nicodemus, there are not words to describe for your human mind to understand how this takes place. You just got to believe in me. He said, the wind blows where it listeth. That means where it wants to. And you hear the sound 
But you can't tell where it's going or where it's coming. What's he saying? Here's what I think that I see in the Scripture what the Lord has put on my heart from these words. The Lord is saying when a person gets born again, there is an evidence. You know the power. That's what He's saying about the wind. You know its power. You know the evidence, but you can't control it. You can't tell it when to blow. You can't tell it how to blow. You can't tell it where to blow. You just know when it blows. And he says, so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. I think what the Lord's saying is this. I think he's saying what the writer said already. I can tell you now the time and I can take you to the place. There was a change that happened in me. But I can't tell you how and I can't tell you why. I can't tell the Holy Ghost where to blow and how to blow and on who to blow and which way to blow. He blows however he wants to blow. But when the wind comes rushing through, the evidence that it's here is real to us. And so I believe when a man or a woman, a boy or a girl gets born again, there'll be evidence that they've been saved. How can you pass from death unto life and there not be evidence? How can hell move out and heaven move in and there not be evidence? How can you be translated out of the kingdom of darkness and put in the kingdom of His dear Son and there not be evidence? How can you be translated from death to life and brought out of sin and there not be evidence evidence that you've been born again Paul said and again I say if any man be in Christ he's a new creature all things are passed away there's gonna be a change the old black preacher said if you is what you was then you ain't and that's right you cannot live as you used to do you cannot do what you want to do and get by and if you can it's an evident fact that you've never been born again oh yeah I was standing up here with a singing tonight and I'm just preaching now if you won't get upset and I don't mean this mean or arrogant I'm just preaching what God put on my heart from the scriptures you won't get upset you just had to get upset with God because it's a working in me and coming from Him tonight but I was just standing up here while we was singing and I was looking back over the congregation and we got two beautiful little ba- I'm talking about little babies here with us tonight and it's evident that they've been born you don't have to come to me after church and tell me they've been born I see the evidence and Jesus said it will be so with every child child of God there will be evidence you don't have to go around asking you don't have to go around begging and pleading but when the Lord moves in there will be evidence in your life you've been born again I believe that's right I also believe, and I don't want to lose nobody here, but I I tried to get out of saying it, but I'm going to have to say it. There are two false camps going around, and one's just as wicked as the other. One believes you can get in today and be out tomorrow. And then another believes once you get in, you've got a license to sin and do anything you want to do. That's contrary to the Word of God. Both of them are. And I'm going to tell you what the root problem is. I'm not saying everybody. I understand there's good people, and I'm not going to fall out with nobody but I'm talking about these that are using these doctrines or these viewpoints
influence as a license to sin and a justification for the way they live their life in the world of the evident fact is on both sides of the ditch they both need to get born again I believe that's right oh yeah one's just as wrong as the other I mean, one believes, you know, you get in the family of God and uh, then it's like a cloak. Really, they both believe. It's like a cloak you hang up and a cloak you take off. If you're always in eternally and then when you want to go do wrong, you just take off your holy attire and hang it up. Go do what you want to do and come back in the old time and put it back on again. That's not in the Bible. Nowhere in there. (coughs) And then another believes when you do wrong, you just get out and you can ask forgiveness and get back in. And both of them are doing the same thing. They're out one minute and in the next, and out one minute and in the next. God help us. I'm glad what Jesus does is eternal. That's right. You say, preacher, you preaching, you're saved and always saved. I am, but I don't preach it the way most people preach it. But I'm preaching that there'll be a change in you. You won't want to do. I'm not saying you won't mess up. I'm not saying you won't fail. I'm not saying you won't come short. I'm not saying there are days you won't hate yourself for what you do and feel condemnation on you. But I'm glad the wrath of God does not abide on those that are born again. That's right. That's what the book said. There's therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. When you're in line with Him, I'm glad there's blessed peace and joy and comfort and hope and happiness. And when you're out of line, it doesn't mean He disowns you. There's chastening and rebuke to lovingly bring you back to Him again. And the Lord says, Everyone... That's born is born the same way. It doesn't matter. We get in, in these days today and we get all hung up on denomination and all of that. I'm going to tell you, they believe the main things. We ought to be able to cut a few lines and worship again. I'm not talking about uh, the main things. There are some things that we cannot disagree about. There are some things that are so and there is no debate. But I'm telling you, if we're born again, it does not matter what the denomination, it does not matter where it took place. If we're born again by the Spirit of God, we all got in the same way. And there'll be evidence, there'll be evidence in your life. I wonder about these folks that claim to get saved and there's never a change. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be out Drinking and out in the ditch and strung out on drugs and have a, a wicked past for there to be an evident change. You can get saved off the church pew and God will make an evident change in you. I believe that's right. That is the method. Jesus says so is everyone in verse number 8. That's born again. The product is easy to see but the power and the path you can't control. I'm glad for that tonight. There's a camp out there that believes you can control the power and the path that God moves. You can't control Him. He just does what He wants to do and there is nothing we can do about it. I believe that's right. But then I want you to notice and I'm done tonight, Nicodemus asked this question. Nicodemus in verse number 9 answered and said unto him, How? How can these things be? What Nicodemus is saying to the Lord is what you're talking about. If what you're talking about is right, you're talking 
about a miracle. And the Lord says, you're exactly right. It is a miracle. And He says, even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. He said, that's how this miracle takes place. It's through Him. I'm going to tell you tonight, it's not about, and I don't know why, that the Lord put this on my heart tonight. I don't. There have been days that the Lord's burdened my heart with a message and I, He's given me direction and discernment to know why. I don't know why tonight. I don't know who's here and needs this, but I know the Lord put it heavy on my heart riding down the road coming to church tonight. It got heavier and heavier and heavier to preach tonight on you must be born again. The new birth. It's not about a membership it's not about an ordinance. It's not about formalism. It's not about a name. It's not about a position. It's not about a place. It's not about popularity. It's not about any of that. Matter of fact, it's not even about a profession. We've got a whole lot of people. That's, that's all they have is a profession. But there's no change in them. But it really is about, and I heard the old preacher say, it's not in a profession, but it's in a possession. And what he meant by that is it's in Jesus possessing you. It's not so much us possessing Him, it's Him possessing us. We become His. He buys us with that great price He paid, redeems us out of the prison house of sin, makes us a new creature in Him. All them old things are gone. He puts all them new things in according to the book. Uh, the Word of God, all things, all them new things are of God. And it makes us a new creature through a new birth. We've been uh, here in my mind tonight while I'm preaching to you. I can hear Brother Jeremy Oakley say we've been regened. That's what the word regenerated. It means to be regened. And that's what has happened to us that are saved. We have been regened. He has put the genes of God inside. Now, He didn't say this flesh. We still got to deal with it and battle with it every day. But on the inside, He has created a man like unto Christ Jesus. We've been regened. Have you ever been born again? I'm not asking tonight if you've made a trip to the altar. I'm not asking tonight if you ever testified or have you ever done this or have I'm not asking about anything that you have ever done I'm asking tonight have you ever been born again has the Holy Ghost of God ever opened your eyes to your sinful condition and drawn you by his power to an altar of repentance not necessarily this altar or an altar in a building in a church but wherever he drew you to is the altar has he ever saved you by his grace as real John Newton said as once being blind and now being able to see is that once being lost but now being found being born again in the new birth As we stand all over the house tonight, I'm done.